the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hi, everybody. Dennis Prager here. On a personal note, and a national note for that matter, just want to note the passing of a great American, Foster Freeze, whom I had lunch with just a, a year ago in Wyoming. This is one of those people that made the country great. He had a very poor uh, rural beginnings in uh, Wisconsin, worked his way up in life, and did well financially, and he decided, well, if America enabled me to make this money, I will invest it in America. So he helped a lot of nonprofits that are that are fighting for this country. PragerU is one of them. TPUSA, Turning Point USA is another one. And uh, I, God, when I met with him, I, I knew that he had some form of cancer, I believe it was. And you would never know it. It's just his robust self. So, since I do believe in a just God, therefore, by definition, I believe in an afterlife. You cannot have a just God and no afterlife. I am sure that uh, God has welcomed him. To many of you who went to college and certainly graduate school, the talk of an afterlife and a just God is so quaint or even silly, just silly. But the stuff that you did, or that many did come to believe at college, that's not silly. See, we who believe in God and the Bible and religion and ultimate justice and an afterlife and a, and a divine purpose to the existence of the human species, that's all silly. But if you believe that men give birth, now that's sophisticated. Men and women are identical. That's sophisticated. America's systemically racist. That's sophisticated. Right? So I'm supposed to believe that the rejection of the Judeo-Christian creeds is, was an act of intellectual sophistication. Whereas the adoption of the substitute creeds of the woke, of the left, that's truly admirable. Do you know what question people have not been taught to ask? Incidentally, did I say who I was? Did I even... Does it even matter? <laughs> Matters, okay. Hi, I'm Dennis Prager. And I talk about life every day. I try to clarify. Do you know what question people ask the least? 
trying to think about it. What is the question that an incredibly important question? I mean, people ask the least, what is the capital of Tibet? I understand that, so I'll be more precise. What question do people ask least that is of surpassing importance in leading your life and leading the life of a society? And that is, what price is paid? Or what are the consequences? That is the beginning of wisdom. Stage two two thinking, as Tom Sowell put it brilliantly so long ago. People live in stage one thinking. If you conducted your own life... And if, you can, if the society conducted its life, always, I mean always, asking what are the consequences or what is the price, we would not be in the existential condition in which we find ourselves today in America, the existential threat to this country. Everything, everything. The only time we ask the price is when we buy an object. But why do you ask the price? Because you you want to know, can I afford it? Is that not right? Is it worth it? You name the area, it, it would be the appropriate thing. Young people for a generation now have deferred marriage for a decade. Many for two decades, many don't marry. They should ask, what is the price of not marrying? What is the price of not having children? There's a price to having children. You don't know what you'll get. That's correct. There's a price to not having children. There's a price to not getting married. It's just not asked. That is, the, that is the non-wisdom attitude of the left, teaching a generation not to ask, what is the price? It's like, it's this childlike assumption that if I have an ice cream, or if I have two ice creams, what should a child know? A child should know there's a price to having ice cream. Some parents teach that. You should not deny your children ice cream. That is not my point. You should teach your children that there's a price. The obvious one being the possibility of becoming overweight. It, there, there, is nothing, what, there is nothing that's free. Every time I hear the word free, it has nothing to do with freedom. Isn't that interesting? I love freedom, but I don't love anything for free. Nothing is free. We're giving this vast hundreds of billions of dollars out. Really? We don't pay a price for printing money? The inflation rate, have you seen your gas uh, price, incidentally? What, has it reached $5 here in California? 
What's the price for shutting down the XL pipeline? Here's one. People get their gas uh, more likely from Russia. That's great. I thought we were told about what a threat Russia is. Everything about the left is, is childish. Everything. I wish that were its greatest sin, but it is a big sin for adults to be childish. Like there's no price. Yes. All right. That's a biggie. Welcome to the show. Wall Street Journal. Cheating at school is easier than ever, and it's rampant. I wonder if you can uh, relate to this. Not as a cheater, I don't think you're a cheater. That was not. That was dedicated to the college student who is in studio, not to the living martyr. Hey, living martyr, did you ever cheat in school? Me neither. Isn't that interesting? Which is very rare. I actually ran a campaign in high school against cheating. Now, I have to admit... This is important. Since I didn't give a damn about my grades, it wasn't a heroic act on my part. <laughs> you have to understand that that attitude did, did not give my parents ease of sleep. To raise a child who never did homework and basically passed his courses because... I, after all, I didn't want to graduate high school. I didn't want to stay in high school forever. But uh, that was a, that was a factor. Anyway, I this will uh, strike people as interesting. I think. I don't know if I ever even told the, the living martyr who knows me very very well. Do you know I had two uh, reasons that I didn't cheat on tests. One was I just thought it was it was wrong, and I, I had a very always had a very strong sense of right and wrong. But there was another one that was, I admit, equally important and not all that, not as noble as the first. I f- felt that it compromised my dignity. I know it sounds silly, but the thought. I had a higher vision of myself than asking the guy next to me, what's the answer to question six? Back in a moment. The Dennis Prager Show. Hi, Dennis Prager here again with a message for anyone struggling with pain. Of course, I want you to know about Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that tens of thousands are now taking every day. I take it every day. I like being out of pain. But I know you may be skeptical. I certainly was. Then I kept hearing about all the people, including my wife, who were no longer in pain. So I decided to give it a try. In fact, listen to Janice's story. I was skeptical at first, but because of the pain that I was having when I would uh, substitute teach and have to climb stairs, so I have lower back, hip, and even knee pain. And after about three weeks, I found that I could climb stairs pain-free. But it wasn't only pain-free. I could do it step over step without holding on the railing. I'm really happy. It makes me feel like I'm young again. That's relieffactor.com or call 800-500-8384. Boy, is that ever true. 
I've come to the conclusion on, on PragerU, by the way, that unless your child is going to study STEM, science, technology, engineering, math, which we don't teach, generally speaking, if your kid watched the nearly 500 videos we have put out, read the associated readings, they would be so much wiser, healthier, happier, and I think more knowledgeable than if they went to college. There, there are some exceptions. Hillsdale's an obvious one. There are some exceptions, of course. But uh, by and large, uh, there, there are almost no exceptions. Just, uh, just thought I would tell that and make that point. I'm going to play for you clips from President Biden's crapping on America. I don't think the President of the United States has ever held his country as much in contempt, at least publicly, I think Barack Obama did privately, but publicly as Joe Biden. This is unprecedented to have a president adopt the view of essentially a communist view of America as a cesspool. The more I knew about Joe Biden, the more contempt I had for him. I consider him the biggest crook to enter the White House. His, uh, if, you, if you just read about how he, is, he enriched his family while in the U.S. Senate, it's astonishing. How did all these people in the Biden family get to be millionaires while a man is, is living on a senator's salary? Well, Hunter Biden is a great example of the, providing the answer that is not reported in the mainstream media. But I don't, I don't care about that as much. I'll take a crook who does good for America over an honest guy who does bad for America. But he's a crook who also hurts America. So he, he has no redeeming features, neither, neither uh, personal uh, ethical conduct uh, nor his conduct as, as uh, president. So I will be playing for you uh, some of those. And uh, those of you who are never Trumpers, I'm sure you are very, very happy that he's president, that Joe Biden's president. Because you can't stand, you couldn't stand Donald Trump's personality, and therefore uh, we should ruin the country. See, it's a, to me, it's I don't quite see the direct line between having contempt for uh, the previous president and uh, desiring to see America ruined. But. I have come to realize more than I realized ever before, which is shocking to me. Because I truly have held myself as not naive. I think naivete in adults is uh, a sin. I, uh, I have been truly become aware of how powerful emotions are and not reason in the vast majority of the human species. What is that famous saying? The, the, uh, the heart has reasons that the mind does not know. What is it? So, you know that famous phrase? Well, we'll dig it up for you. Yeah, it's a, it's a famous and it's a good phrase, how people are directed by their heart because it has its reasons. You know, one of the great divisions between uh, the 
contemporary society and the Judeo-Christian view of the world, Judeo-Christians essentially mean Bible-centered. And the heart has its reasons. The heart has its reasons. Which reason knows nothing of. There you go. God, it's a goodie. Who said that? Blaise Pascal. Blaise Pascal? Oh, the man of Pascal's wager. There you go. The Bible warns against following your heart. That alone is why your child should be Bible-based. I don't care if you're an atheist. The, the reason to learn wisdom from the Bible is not because you believe necessarily God is the author, or God had anything to do with it, or God exists. Wisdom is wisdom. I wrote my commentary on the Bible. The third volume is coming out. I, I ask you all to pre-order it third volume of this incredibly complex project of explaining the first five books of the Bible upon which all the rest of the Bible, Old and New Testaments, rest. It's called The Rational Bible. And it's for the atheist as much as the believer. And there's, maybe it's lesson number one, don't follow your heart. God, I, I have entered homes. I have been in very many homes because I've, I've met with so many people and I've done a lot of fundraising within homes. Uh, so I've been in more homes than anybody except real estate agents. And it is fascinating. Uh, it's not you know, it's not universal, but I, I have been in a fair number of homes where, you know, people put up little, po- not posters, but you know, proclamations or mottos un- nicely chiseled into wood. And I remember the most common one is probably seeing follow your heart. I would say that follow your heart is as good a piece of advice as cross at the red. Right, cross the street at a red light. That I would say that that is as dangerous and poor advice as follow your heart. You know when you should follow your heart when deciding what type of food for dinner. You don't agree with that either. No, no, no. If you want Italian or Chinese or Mexican or American, then I'm, I'm okay. You follow your heart. I mean, the living martyr wants you to just have a steak and go home, which, by the way, has merit to it, for the record. But nevertheless, there are times you, know, you follow your heart. What movie will I watch? Follow your heart. Okay. In other words, things without moral consequence follow your heart. Now, just quickly, without the heart, you're not human. 
but you can't follow it. The Dennis Prager Show. Don't you get tired of commercials screaming at you to buy gold now with inflated promises on future values? In an unregulated industry, you need honest, real experts to give you solid advice to protect your wealth and top picks on the best coins and bullion. As environmental policy becomes a hot topic, one precious metal that's been significantly undervalued for years is potentially set to surge. Nick Grovich, owner of AmFed Coin and Bullion, has long recommended this precious metal. Up to 600,000 ounces of this rare metal will be needed by 2030 to produce green hydrogen. Nick is doubling down on this pick, and you should too. Call Nick at AmFed Coin and Bullion to find out more. I've been friends with Nick for years, and he's my go-to guy when it comes to coins and bullion. I trust him. That's a very big statement, by the way. Call Nick at 800-221-7694, 800-221-7694, AmericanFederal.com, AmericanFederal.com. I, I don't normally do this, but you are in for a treat in this show when I play for you one minute and ten seconds of Kamala Harris one of the greatest fools to ever occupy national office in American history, giving advice to young women. Everything in that minute and 10 seconds is wrong. You know how hard that is? If I asked any woman walking down the street outside of my radio studio advice for young women, I would have gotten something wiser than the vice president of the United States offered. Any. Because there are two sources of foolishness. The human heart, which I talked about earlier, and college. So you, you have to learn. There is learned stupidity and there is innate stupidity. We start with innate stupidity because we have that's why we have to learn wisdom. We don't start out wise. But if you are taught stupidity, then it's compounded, right? It's like compound interest, there's compound foolishness. So I'm going to be playing that. But I just wanted to uh, finish this up. Uh, this piece in the Wall Street Journal, cheating at schools easier than ever and rampant. I'll, I will uh, pursue this in greater detail when I speak again to Julie Hartman, who's uh, sort of, uh, I don't know what to call her. Got to give her an official title. The Harvard Heretic. The Harvard Heretic? Did you come up with that now? You did. I did? Thank you. The Harvard Heretic. That's good. That's right, triple G, double H. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> All right, so we'll pursue that then. All right, having said it, I have to play for you, Kamala Harris. There's, there's no question. This was with uh, Mika Brzezinski, an, an, another giant in the world of wisdom. What's your advice to women in their 20s and 30s who feel like they have to pack it all in, who are stressed, who are like, feel like there's a clock ticking and that there's like a, sh- a time shelf on their life? One, um, 
continue with your ambition mm-hmm. and don't be don't apologize for it. All right. Okay. Okay. Who's apologizing for it? What is she referring to? Seriously, I have a young woman here. She's 21, 21, right? You know what she's talking about? Are, are, are women, are young women apologizing? Uh, I think what she really means is continue with your, your career ambitions and have no ambivalence. Ambivalence is an anti-left concept. There's no ambivalence allowed. Gee, uh, I have to weigh a number of things here because if I pursue my career, then I may not be pursuing marriage. But if I don't pursue marriage, I might be losing the opportunity to start a family early when it is biologically best to and in many other ways best to. Also, the number of available wonderful men doesn't increase as I get older. How's that for a uh, a source of intelligent ambivalence. Here's a question to ask young women. Do you believe that the number of terrific men available to you will be greater when you're 35? <laughs> how's that? How's that for a, a an intelligent question? One that the number of uh, young women have who have asked themselves, who have attended college, is close to zero. Because every single person listening knows that the number of wonderful men available to you as husband material decreases as you get older. That's just a fact. By the way, it is not the fact for men. It's not fair. But life has built in difficulties for both sexes. The number of available women for a man at 35 has not decreased considerably since he was 20. But the number of available men for a woman does decrease as she goes from 20 to 35. Okay, continue. I want to remind you, you know I am a huge advocate of homeschooling. And BJU Press has, uh, for almost 50 years, been producing academically solid textbooks, video lessons, enabling students to form a perspective on life rooted in Christian values. In their history material, they show God's hands on man's affairs throughout the ages. In literature, they explore the moral absolutes. Moral absolutes. Oh, my God, is that a powerful term? I'm having a, uh, a sensual experience here. In math, they demonstrate how God loves order. God, is this right up on my alley or what? I'm not even Christian. But so what? So what? To learn more about BJU Press's biblically-based K-3 through grade 12 materials, visit BJUPressHomeschool.com. Sean has an issue with spelling BJU, so I'll I'll always spell it for you. BJU Press Homeschool.com. There's a lot of good stuff out there, my friends. All right, we're continuing with Kamala Harris Advice to Young Women. 
and continue to believe that you can do whatever you want to do. Okay, hold but on. Also, know you- it's not true. We have a whole video about that, right, at PragerU? I, what does that mean, you can do whatever you want to do? I, I wanted to be a baseball player. I didn't have the ability. What does that mean? You, I, I wanted to be a concert pianist. I didn't have the ability. It, it's just silly advice. My father was one of the happiest human beings that I knew. He used to be, uh, many of you rep, uh, remember him. In fact, it'll, once again, July 18th, I'm going to play one of my dad birthday interviews with my late father. And my father wanted to be a doctor. But the parents couldn't, his parents couldn't afford medical school, so he became an accountant. He didn't, he, he didn't do what he wanted to do. So he decided that he would be the happiest accountant in the history of CPAs. And that's what he did. He loved being an accountant, actually. So what, what is this? You can do whatever you want to do. Who, who, who does whatever they want to do? Okay, go on, please. But also know you have a right to expect things like affordable child care. You have a right to expect paid family leave when you need to take care of your children right. or your elderly okay. parents. Okay, okay, there you, you go. Right There's the res- mission. First of all, may I say, as an author of a book on happiness, and one that was done a happiness hour since 1999 every single Friday that I've been on, on this show, you have a right to expect zilch. Okay? And fact... The less you expect, the happier you will be. Kamala Harris's advice is a recipe for misery. For misery and for anger and for ingratitude. You have a right to expect. You have a right to expect. You have a right to expect. How many times did she say it? Three times? Yeah, that's right. God, how did people do it without these, uh, without all of these rights? I love that right to expect. Do I have a right to expect that I'll be healthy tomorrow? No. What does that even mean? I work on my health, but I, but there are people who, who think they're as healthy as I think I am today, and tomorrow they wake up with a tumor. One of the one of the basic sources of my happiness is I don't have any expectations. So everything is a gift. Continue, please. That you have a right to to expect that you will be seen in the full dimension of who you are and your responsibilities. Okay, wait, wait, wait. wait. What What does it mean you have the right to expect that you will be seen in the full dimension of who you are? You know what? I want I want you to keep that. That has earned the Hall of Fame status. You have the right to expect to be seen in the full dimension of who you are. 
I have some bright people in the studio at this time. Do you understand it, sir? That you have a right to to expect that you will be seen in the full dimension of who you are and your responsibilities. Yeah, we don't need, we just, the Hall of Fame ended who you are and your responsibilities. Look, I'm, I'm happy for the word responsibilities. I don't, I, I'm not joking. I don't understand the term. What does it mean to be seen in the full dimension of who I am? Wouldn't it be nice? Why didn't Mika Brzezinski say, I say this in interviews. What did you mean by that? Could you just explicate that for a moment? The living martyr, are you, living martyr, let me ask you something. Do you feel that you are seen in the full dimension of who you are? Okay, I got a smile out of him, which you must understand for most other people would mean falling off their chair. Continue, please. And your responsibilities, and that they should be supported. These things can coexist. So what I say then, do not accept false choices, that you have to choose either this thing or that thing. Mm. That's right, a it's a false. Choice. They're false. It's a false Don't choice. Accept it. You can have everything. That's the famous. That's <laughs> she the eats famous. No, for breakfast. Uh, that's the famous feminist uh, nonsense. Women could have it all. Those of us who have actually lived life know no one can have it all. You have a right to res- to expect that you will be seen in the full dimension of who you are. God, the 50s. <laughs> Something about that music. All right, let me take a call here. I'm Dennis Prager, and in Chicago, it is Jim. Hello, Jim. Jim, you're on the air. Okay, hold on. I'm turning my speed. Hi, Dennis. How are you? Great show, buddy. Thank you. Can you hear me? Well. Okay. Um, I didn't hear what you said. Did you want me to comment on what I uh, put? No, you, you you called in to say about your not being married something. They oh, yeah. No, I was, I'm uh, 66 years old. And when you said, I've never been married, when you said everything has a price to pay, it never occurred to me that maybe the left has something to do with influencing people, but I'd like to say to the young people, it, um, it's not a good life to stay single. It's not a good life not to have kids and have someone to share your life with. I've done it, and uh, it was a huge mistake. So that's all I really had to say to your audience. Um, I just say, like you said, uh, you know, if you can find the right person, you're very lucky. That's right. Well, you'll. You'll only find the right person if you look for one, unless it just falls into your lap, which happens rarely. Thank you for that uh, call. And this is a call that I, I often get from women in their 60s, sometimes 50s. Oh, I follow the career advice. Career is one of the false gods of our society. All false gods are good things. Careers are fine. I have a list of false gods in my Rational Bible series. 
There's a Talmudic statement that whoever doesn't worship a false god is considered to have fulfilled the entire Torah, all the 613 laws of the of the five books of Moses, the Pentateuch. It's a brilliant way of saying that not worshiping false gods is is the most important thing you can do in life. And that is that is correct. Career has been one of them. As I said, they're all good. Education is a false god. And education is terrific. Love is a false god. Really? You believe in love under any circumstance? Really? You're a fan of the people who loved Stalin? People who loved Hitler? Isn't there evil love? Just as there is good love? So, I uh, thank you for the call. He should go to colleges and say it. 